0: There were challenges right so like what are some of the opportunity areas that you saw over the past 12 months that you'd like to see some improvement as we head into 24.
1: you know still coming out of of covid i'm concerned i think kind of the industry's concerned about the parts and labor that created and built some of those products they got whatever part they could get. They had anybody they could on working on the line, putting those pieces together, and they got the products out. But knowing all that, there was a huge margin opportunity for members that really lean into product protection and offer an extended warranties on all their products.
0: Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. In our kickoff episode of 2024, we talked about uh, some of the things our retailers are doing and we're seeing independent retailers do across the nationwide network uh, to set themselves up for success in 2024. And um, Patrick Maloney you know, did a fantastic job setting us up for a, a full year of podcasts here. And some of the things he mentioned you know, throughout that interview and throughout that episode um, are things that – you know, I don't think once if you go back and listen to it, did we talk about specific product categories or, um, you know, some of the, the trends we're seeing there? It was more about focusing on the business, right? So things like marketing and websites and digital and um, those other business and financial services that you can look at and you know find some hidden cost savings or hidden dollars to be earned, um, you know, based on some other activities, other. You know, we'll we'll call them non traditional, but really it, it's non product related activities uh, as far as you know independent retail is concerned. And wanted to dive a little bit deeper to, into that, uh, into those topics. So today we're following that up with a, sort of another, you know, kind of kick the year off right and uh, go, give an outlook on some of the things that are happening in the business and financial services realm. And doing so with Mr. Chris Kirk, our SVP of Business and Financial Services. Who better, right? Uh, you know, to to talk about that and. Really diving into all of that, right, Uh, looking at areas of the business uh, that you could focus on as an independent retailer and, um, you know, taking a a little bit of time to look at the economics of, you know, today's landscape and um, where Chris sees things going, what he's hearing from, you know, our partners in the space. And, um, of course, looking at some of those opportunities, whether it's product protection and, um, you know, alternative credit and payments and and things like that, that you might be able to lean into this year. Uh, Important topic, one that gets plenty of attention, but probably still in my mind, you know, not enough. And that's why we're, you know, having Chris on the podcast here to, to, you know, toot that horn a little louder uh, this time of year. So let's get into it. This is Chris Kirk here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking podcast, and blessed today to be joined by Mr. Chris Kirk, our SVP of Business and Financial Services, to help kick off a new year of podcast episode two. So you have to follow up, PJ, just so you know. In order, he he was our season premiere, so you, yeah, you got it in you to follow him up with a good outro. My best. Bro. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate you having the time and availability, and uh, I know our members are going to appreciate, you know the opportunity to hear from you as well. So um how are the, let's start off. How are things? How you doing?
1: We're good, man. We're at the end of the year, right? I think it's been a tough year for everybody. So I know we're ready to see it come and go. Uh it's brought some challenges to us, right? It's brought some opportunities as well. Uh but always looking forward to what we can do better. And I think that's what twenty four is going to bring for us.
0: Yeah. So I I mean everyone's felt it right we've all all been through it but uh taken i i I think i told pj the same thing almost you could probably direct quote me from the the previous episode but um end of year is always a good time to look back but also look forward a a little bit as well so i I love doing these this time of year for that exact reason um might not want to look back It's like one of those years you want to put in the rearview mirror right (laughs) just just like go go forward hit the put the pedal to the metal but uh to kind of recap it I, i know we all lived through it but you know how did it go in terms of expectations? Was it better? Or like, What what are you guys seeing?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of a mixed bag, and it looks at what different service you're looking at. So it's kind yeah. of focusing on financial services. Consumer finance for the membership was up. Like We had almost double-digit growth uh, this year. Uh, it's not too surprising, right? The, the zero interest, no interest yeah. finance offers, they resonate right now, right? If you look at your car rate or your home rate, everything's gone up. So if you have a 0% offer at 18, 24 months, customers are naturally going to be attracted to that. So we've seen an increase in applications and dollars and the members that have leaned into consumer finance and promoted it on their website and offered it in store and really got, you probably heard Patrick say back to the basics, but presenting that early and often to those customers uh, has driven some results and some good results and our members needed it. We've seen the average uh, sale price increase as well. So everything about consumer finance other than the rates to the members. So, Yes, we know what happened with the Fed rates and historic increases over the last 18 months, right? And some of that's been passed through. We were able to mitigate a lot of it from Wells and Synchrony from our partners in there. But we did have rate increases last year. Uh, not surprising. Yeah. Uh, we just heard the Fed mention kind of the outlook for next year, though, that they're looking at some rate decreases. So we'll see where that ends for next year and kind of look at 24. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's we, we've been able to hold as nationwide our promotional rates for the members. So any supporting vendor that we have, we've kept our promotional rates the same, even though that everyday standard rate did increase some this year.
0: Yeah, Talk about that. You're kind of diving into like surface level, but for those that might not under, you know, the the benefit of the group, right? Um, Yeah, there are those rate increases, but talk about that and kind of, you know, what – it's negotiating, but like what what can you like tell members about what work goes on behind the scenes to make sure or the, the power of the group, right? Like uh, being able yeah, to so leverage. The power of the
1: group is really yeah. just aggregating all of the members and their volume and collectively going as one voice to our yep. bank partners. And they truly are partners. Synchrony and Wells do a, a great job with us and and figuring out what's best for the members when they can handle these rates. It's no one likes to give them. No one likes to receive them. Uh, but we mitigate those as much as possible, and we use our billions of dollars in finance power to negotiate and hold out those rates as long as we possibly can.
0: No, that, that's I, I think an important thing to reinforce, right? Because it's one of those things, yeah. it's it's what you do, but it you know it's kind of taken for granted, I'm sure uh, at times, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. What What are some of the uh, I, there were challenges, right? So, like, what are some of the opportunity areas that you saw over the past? You know, twelve months. Um, that you kind of—I don't know if it's maybe focus on the more going forward, but like areas that you'd you'd like to see some improvement as we head into twenty-four.
1: Um, you know, product protection's been an area that's followed our units down. So as you look at your units down, the attachment rate on appliances, uh, which is where most product protection occurs for us, there is some in furniture and bedding. Um, but I still think there's some opportunity there. You know, still coming out of of COVID. Um, I'm concerned. I think kind of the industry's concerned about the parts and labor that created and built some of those products, right? So I think it's a good opportunity. They, they got whatever part they could get, whatever switchboard they had, anybody they could on working on the line, putting those pieces together, and they got the products out, right? So we're, it took longer than any of us wanted to. Uh, but knowing all that it feels like a great opportunity to increase your attachment rate. And there's a huge margin opportunity for members that, that really lean into product protection and offering extended warranties on all their products, right? Um, Centricity is our partner, our third-party administrator that administers our Epic program. Um, They've done a great job, I think, over the last 12 or 18 months. They had some new leadership uh, come in. Ted Morthy's done a really good job bringing a new life to that company and kind of revising, refreshing uh, all the way from the ground up. So excited to see what that team will do. Um, But I feel like there's a lot of opportunity left for members. And if it's not Epic uh, you know, or one of our other partners that we have, Within nationwide, whatever, whoever you're using, I think there's yeah. a lot of opportunity to continue to push those extended warranty programs.
0: You mentioned the, it's one of the things I, I kind of ask it knowing the answer, right? But it's like one of those things you brought a different sort of explanation to it, right? Cause they, I didn't even think about it from the, they were pulling whatever parts they could to make these appliances. So they, and whatever it was to get them out the door, right? I'm sitting here thinking from the consumer side too, that, you know, as budgets tighten and they are making these purchases, they, they're not gonna want to make it again. So it feels like a really easy sell from hey, if you don't wanna bash the product you're trying to put out the door because of how it was made, <laughs> instead you could turn that conversation around and talk about the uh you, you know, the the benefit to the consumer not having to shell out extra dollars if something does happen to go wrong.
1: Absolutely. It's a better experience for the customer.
0: Yeah. You know, and
1: another opportunity, bro, I'm thinking about better experience for the customer, as we've seen, you know, credit card um, utilization for customers at, at I, think is, I think, historical highs. I don't yep. think they've ever been this high. Cre- credit card balances that have remained this high for customers. Knowing that, right, your FICO score is predicated on your credit utilization. So we're starting to see a decrease in FICO storage scores, which is going to translate into a decrease in approval rates for your primary, like your Wells yep. and Synchrony and First Consumer. Uh, we worked hard with Synchrony and Wells to have waterfall programs. Where a customer comes in and has a pretty frictionless seamless experience um, where they put in their information right how much they make their social security number address all that jazz and then if they get declined from one of those primaries uh, then it automatically gives that customer an option to kick to a secondary or tertiary lender Um, so as knowing everything i just said right making sure you have one of those options and sometimes secondary or tertiary options the, the our members don't always lean into. There's there's a stigma almost out there about having these these uh, lenders out there. But I think it's, I know it's going to become more and more important that members consider having this and give that customer who needs to make that purchase another option because they didn't get qualified for their first and they don't have the savings sitting in their account to go make that purchase. We've seen, you know, on the merchant side, duress purchases are at an all-time high right now. So higher than they've ever been, washing machine breaks, I need a new one, refrigerator's dead. Give that customer, make sure we have an option for that customer to walk out with and make that purchase inside your store.
0: No, that's, uh, I, I think, a truly important thing. I, I don't know if it was officially rolled out at, in August. I feel like we were talking about it before August, but August felt like the launch point for when these programs might have been officially introduced. It, it was, yeah. Synchrony's been working on it for yeah. a while. They built
1: theirs in-house, so it's yep. all through their business center in-house. Um, and right now they stop at a secondary in Genesis, and they're working on their third leg, which would be a lease-owned provider in there. Uh, Wells Fargo went in contract with a third party who has a seamless integration in theirs and has all of the lenders already built out and ready to go. Yeah. So and- both the providers have been out there, and these waterfalls aren't new; they just right. haven't always been created directly into the primary lender, which I think is going to take away this extra friction or expect it to. Yeah. Um. We- and,
0: and isn't there? If correct me if I'm wrong, but the consumer benefit too, a, a lot of you know it, it's sort of sensitive to them, right? Like it, it's something where they can do you know, go through all this privately and it's not like a, they get declined at the counter when they're trying to apply and that sort of stuff. So there's more to it that's a benefit, obviously, for the the retailer who can get that customer approved one way or another, but to the customer as well, something that they can kind of talk yeah. them through and help them understand the benefits of, of that process.
1: Yeah, great point. They can they do it on the privacy of their own phone, actually. So they yeah. can scan the QR code in store, start to fill that out. That helps drive that that customer's purchase decision right then, knowing that they've got and typically raises their ASP in the store, knowing that they can spend four or five thousand dollars or whatever that that granted limit was.
0: So yeah, have you seen any good examples of customer or customers of members that have you know implemented those programs in their stores or, or that are doing it really well?
1: Yeah, there's there's several of them. Um,
0: what kind of says you don't even have to call them out by name, but like what, how are they setting it up or like what are they doing to? To have successful.
1: One is like we will help provide all the POP material with the QR codes that scan directly into their own personalized portal where they can start that application online. So they have printed materials they can have. Uh, they have POP pop-up tents they can have at the point of re- at the, the register. And we also have using uh, Nationwide's Prime Media, we also have it where we can tie it into the, our digital signage network so you can have that on the TVs inside the store talking about no interest financing offers and then a QR code that would link directly to you know that that application
0: well you talk about i love um the omni channel experience right and, and having that as part of the conversation around you know what that in store experience could look like that almost those those pop up signs around the store almost feels like banner ads that are on a website right like they're, they're everywhere but they need to uh, be right like it, it, you got to continue to see it so it's just sort of you know, there's subliminal messaging <laughs> as you're walking around yeah. the store about these opportunities.
1: Yeah, and they work too, right? It's a silent salesman in there and we've done some A-B testing on members that have, have them and don't have them. And it's it's night and day, the number of applications that come in when, when you have those inside the store. So you got to have them to, <laughs> you got to let your customers know uh, that it's an option.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, any other areas? I could be a yes or no to this, but any other areas that you'd like call out to a member um, that would be great that for them to focus on in the new year if you know we'll, we'll get to uh, kind of the economic conditions moving forward and what you're hearing but um are, is there yeah. a good chance or is right now a good opportunity for them to focus on anything else um
1: it's a good question rob there's there's so many that i <laughs> you know we have about 100 different business financial services that we offer the group um you know financial services seems like the low-hanging fruit just knowing everything that we just went through with the economic factors that are out there um, but it's always a good time. We've got great point of sale partners that are out there and making sure you understand all the benefits that we can bring from there and those tie into our prime Metric system uh, and all the data utilization that comes from there and the information to make better choices on the merchandising side. Um, digital price tags have been big for us this year and the increased adoption of those tags and the labor and the savings that members are seeing. Uh, from not having to print out those tags and always sure that their pricing's, you know, correct across all different channels or touching on those customers. Um, our service leaders network team has done a phenomenal job uh, in the last 18 or 24 months really bringing together and uniting, you know, that service self-servicing dealer uh, and making sure they have competitive labor rates, um, and sharing peer-to-peer networking. Like, like I've just been amazed at the, yeah. the job that doing for us and helping out that that channel that was you know needed some help quite frankly right because coming out of covid again that's when we really realized it was there was part shortage on getting those parts that we talked about earlier for product protection but they've done a really really good job bringing together all the distributors and making that a much much easier painless process for the members
0: yeah Uh, what's clear is that to your point there's a lot right (laughs) there's a lot that you and your team are doing um Might be helpful from your perspective too. Like, what would you tell a a dealer? um, You know, how since there is so much, what what's a what's a good way for them to approach this category, these business and financial services, or like evaluate themselves and like where they should put their focus? Because I mean, they're sitting here probably thinking, you know, that is that's a lot for me to try to figure out where I need to put my efforts. So, what what would you tell them? Yeah.
1: Um, You know, I think we're really good and always trying to get better at listening. So I think the members have plenty of retail problems and they can quickly point out to us where those biggest pain points are and we can help go solve those problems for them. Our member support team, member support managers, everybody on Patrick's team that you spoke with last week do a really, really good job of kind of listening first and then understanding what those pain points are and where we think we can help them Uh, and can also do a complete analysis of their business and say, hey, I see some holes here. Have you done this? Um, you know, primetime is, is probably, I think, the best place to go see it all, right? Like it all kind of comes together. You know, we've got most of all of our service providers there. You have your merchants there. You have your NLA courses. So it's like <laughs> you've been there, you know, you do all your podcasts from there. It's it's a huge sticking point and bring in all the different components that are nationwide and making it real easy for as easy as we can for
0: for members yeah. to understand the true value of the the group it's like a fresh aha moment every six months <laughs> really yeah, like it to, to do that I mean you see and we talk to each other frequently right across business units and everything but to to see it even for employees <laughs> like for nationwide staff like uh coming together the team um it, it's always a big aha for us as much as it is for members that attend I'm sure so um, yeah, it's
1: fun to watch uh, any new employees right that join the group and they <laughs> kind of get components of it and they've met with Whoa. people on teams a lot like that <laughs> yeah. And then you get to prime time, you're like, oh my god, it's, <laughs> it makes I, I sense it. now. It's,
0: it makes sense. It's, like <laughs> yeah. up, right? it's incredible. Uh, no, but yeah. like, they're to. I mean, to summarize that right, like kind of what you're saying is, um, you know, there, it, it's important for members to know that there is a lot right. Like there are so many services that. You know, whatever your challenge is, we probably have a solution for it. And even if we don't. Right. And I think Tom even said this uh, back on the stage, you know, in Nashville this past August. Like if we don't have it, we'll work with you to go out there and find it. So even if it's a a problem that that we haven't necessarily faced yet with a member or, you know, one of our independent retailers, something where we've got the team and support, you know, on, on a team like your business and financial services team to go out there and and tackle it for you or with you.
1: And a lot of them come just from that, from members. Yeah. So I'd say we typically add you know, anywhere from four to eight new vendor partners a year. And it's most of them, are, not most, but probably about half of them are, are recommendations yeah. from members of a program that they've had that really worked for them. And they want to share it with other members. We set up these regional meetings in January, right? And yeah. a lot of that's feedback from those members of those challenges that they're facing in their day-to-day market. Um, you know, rarely are they ever alone that, that you have this one problem by yourself and you're the only retailer that's selling, you know, everything in our categories that's facing this challenge. So if we listen to those members. They tell us what those problems are. We work together as a group to go solve them.
0: I just, me trying to develop a soundbite. There's probably more, you're probably more likely to hit the mega millions or Powerball than you are to not be able to find someone that has the same problem as you in this group. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, <absolutely. laughs> it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but so, you know, looking ahead to 24, economic wise, uh, obviously you got your finger on the pulse. You you're talking with these, uh, you know, Wells and Synchrony and all of our other uh, financial uh, partners throughout the year, and and seeing what's going on. So what what are the sort of conditions that um, you're hearing? I know Wells does the they they all do their quarterly kind of. You know, economic uh, updates. So what, what have you been hearing and kind of what direction are we heading to as we get into 24?
1: Yeah, so great point on the Wells economic outlook, right? We do those quarterly through the Wells yep. Fargo, the CTF, the inventory finance team helps pull those together. They're pretty industry specific, right? And mm-hmm. I'm no economist and we'll, we'll never pretend to be one. So I, I would highly recommend if, if anybody's listening that's not tuned into those, Those are posted on MemberNet. you know, every quarter with links to get in there and listen to the true economists tell about what they think is going to happen. You know, they're still pretty bullish on some type of recession happening. Um, That's very different than what we heard or I heard. Um, You know, the the Fed say just like this week about the outlook for next year and the freezing or or lowering even of interest rates. So I think it kind of depends on who you talk to. It seems like it's been like that for the last 18 months. Like some people say we're out. Some people say we're halfway in. Um, So I think there's still some uncertainty there. And that uncertainty, you know, causes for me and I think for other people, you know, just more uncertainty. Like what's going to happen? So it just kind of keeps spinning. Um, I'm pretty optimistic about next year and that's coming out. 23s. I think everybody's felt traffic's been down. They're coming off two really, really good years uh, where customers were just pouring in. We had our unfair share of discretionary dollars because nobody was traveling and all the stuff you i think most everybody's heard before but 20 and 21 and even some of 22 uh we're, were much easier right and we're having yeah. to go back to yeah. i said earlier back to the basics to fight for those customers you're having to advertise you're having to compete against big box stores uh that are just slashing their prices and killing the margin out of programs that we've been you know making money off of yeah. for the last couple of- so it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens with the housing. The demand still seems there. The interest rates are where they are right now, but those could be coming down and creating more interest again for next year. Um, so I think it's just going to be important. We just we we keep on keeping on.
0: Yeah, I you know, get, like we've
1: done for so very long. I, uh, I, I have faith in the independent channel more than any other group. Right? Like it's it's uh we're it's we're gonna get there.
0: Yeah, it's a resilient bunch, and I you know I feel like I've had. Uh, uh, this conversation specifically, uh, a couple of times, if not even on this in this format, but uh, just in phone calls, you know, the you look at those last two years. Um, I, I feel like economists see the numbers and like the direction. They love looking year over year, right? And yeah. we're coming off of two pretty historic years in terms right. of spending and like how how willing customers were and how how much discretionary you know money they had available to them. So to comp year over year against like historic years there's going to be a little bit of a pullback (laughs) so um so that it's just natural but at the same time like even you know to your point in the face of all those kind of dire expectations from economists you look at you know we're coming we're still as we're talking in the middle of the holiday season there's still some pretty historic spending on during the holidays so customers out and about traffic wise online and in store um you know moving around you look at those adobe analytics reports that come out and uh, National Retail Federation, they were showing pretty, you know, oh, pretty man. fantastic spending. <laughs> so <Yeah>. so <laughs> the consumer continues to, you know, as resilient as independents are, you know, it feels like the co- the consumer has continued to be resilient as well, despite all the predictions and everything that's out there. So, um, yep. no, awesome to hear that insight and... You know, for as confusing as it is to everyone else out there, it's I guess important to know it's confusing to us too. <laughs> so <laughs> consumers are gonna keep doing what they do. So <laughs> oh. so we can only hope. But no, this was uh you know a great opportunity, I think. Um maybe we need a quarterly Kirk update. Quarterly Kirk, that sounds fun, hey, doesn't it? I love oh, that's that. that's got I a catch catchy ring to it. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Well, we we appreciate the time, and um, you know, maybe look forward to catching up on you with you in the next quarter. So, <laughs>
1: I look forward. To it, bro. Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it.
0: Awesome, and thanks again to Chris. Like I said, you know, a topic that we talk about I probably a lot, but not enough, if you ask me, uh, just because of you know knowing how much potential there is in the business and financial services space to. Uh, you know, find some of those hidden cost savings or you know dollars to be had. So, um, something that we'll continue to cover throughout the year, whether in podcast form, uh, on the Independent Thinking blog, of course, in our Independent Thinking magazine, which you'll see at prime time here shortly, and uh, in other ways, you know, at Nationwide Marketing Group. So, appreciate Chris taking that time and, and diving into a, a really important topic with us and um you know look forward to seeing how our members take advantage of these opportunities so appreciate him and as always appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we'll catch you next time